Session 328 Chapter 3 Verse 7 A Continuation It is He who has sent this scripture down to you. Some of its verses are definite in meaning. These are the cornerstone of the scripture, and others are ambiguous. Those with deviation in their hearts eagerly pursue the ambiguities in their attempt to foster discord and to pin down a specific meaning of their own. Only God knows the true meaning, and those firmly grounded in knowledge, they say, We believe in it, it is all from our Lord. Only those with real perception will take heed. Chapter 3, Verse 7 In the previous session, we gave examples of the clear and easy-to-understand verses of the Qur'an. These verses are especially important because they contain religious rulings that should be crystal clear to everyone regardless of their education or intelligence. Such matters are associated with reward and punishment, so there should be no ambiguity. God says, It is He who has sent this scripture down to you. Some of its verses are definite in meaning. These are the cornerstone of the scripture, and others are ambiguous. Now let's look into the issue of verses that are not so clear. Such verses require in-depth study to understand their meaning fully. The question that comes to mind is, why? If such verses require so much effort to be understood, then why were they revealed in the first place? The answer is twofold. First, as we explained earlier, you should take everything along with the wisdom of the Lord. Allah is the All-Wise, and He revealed every verse, word, and letter through His knowledge and wisdom. Second, Allah gave you a thoughtful mind and intellect so you can think and judge matters for your own. When it comes to verses that are ambiguous, you can exercise your mind and grow intellectually and spiritually. Let's listen to the following verses as an example. God says, Eyesight cannot perceive him, but he perceives eyesight. He is the all-subtle, the all-aware. Chapter 6 Verse 103. In another chapter, On that day there will be radiant faces gazing upon their Lord. Chapter 75, verses 22 and 23. And lastly, Know indeed, on that day they will be screened off from their Lord. Chapter 83, verse 15. Now let's think logically through these verses as some verses state that you cannot see God, while others state that you can. The first verse states that eyesight cannot perceive God. 
We understand that this statement is related to our life in this world, while from the other two verses, we understand that things will be different in the hereafter. In our current creation, you and I cannot see God. In the hereafter, however, we will be resurrected in a form that is able to see God. Just like an eye surgeon may be able to restore sight to a blind person with surgery, or an audiologist may be able to help a deaf man hear with a hearing aid. Think about what our Lord Almighty can do. He will recreate you in the hereafter in a manner that allows you to see Him. He says, On that day there will be radiant faces gazing upon their Lord. Chapter 75, verses 22 and 23 Here, I would like you to stop and consider the following. What if you did not understand these verses? What if you thought that God can never be seen now or in the hereafter? Or what if you thought that some people could see Him in this world? Would that make any difference to your actions in Islam? The simple answer is no. These verses can be ambiguous to some because they are not related to Islamic rulings or matters of do and do not do. Thus, your understanding or lack of understanding of such verses will not affect your reward or punishment in the hereafter. So what are you supposed to do when you come across a verse that you do not understand? Prophet Muhammad gives you the answer. He, peace be upon him, said, The Qur'an was revealed free of contradiction. Thus, implement whatever of it you understand, and believe in whatever of it you do not understand. Another simple rule to follow is to use the clarity of the verses you understand to shine a light on the verses you do not. Let me give you an example. God says, Those who pledge loyalty to you are actually pledging loyalty to God Himself. God's hand is placed over theirs, and anyone who breaks His pledge does so to his own detriment. God will give a great reward to the one who fulfills His pledge to Him. Chapter 48, verse 10 Does God have a hand? Is it like my hand? How about this verse? The All-Merciful, who has settled himself on the throne. Chapter 20, verse 5. Does God have a body that settles on a throne? Does he sit down or stand up? These are examples of ambiguous verses, the meaning of which is not entirely clear. Here, we can refer such verses to something that is very clear in the Qur'an. God says in the 11th verse of chapter 42, there is nothing whatever like Him. So when you read a verse talking about God's hand, remember, there is nothing whatever like Him, just as God's life is not like yours, just as God's knowledge is nothing like yours, so is His hand, it is nothing like yours. Similarly, when you read, The All-Merciful, who has settled Himself on the throne, think of it in the clear frame of, There is nothing whatever like Him. Do not say that God has a chair and He sits in it as you and I do. We believe in these verses and take them in full faith, just as God intended. God says, It is He who has sent this scripture down to you. Some of its verses are definite in meaning. These are the cornerstone of the scripture, and others are ambiguous. Those with deviation in their hearts eagerly pursue the ambiguities 
in their attempt to foster discord and to pin down a specific meaning of their own. Only God knows the true meaning, and those firmly grounded in knowledge, they say, We believe in it. It is all from our Lord. Only those with real perception will take heed. Chapter 3, Verse 7 The Messenger said, My Lord, my people treat this Qur'an as something to be ignored. Chapter 25, verse 30 Do not abandon God's book. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qur'angarden.com